Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Ama Waterways. From castles and capitals to vistas and villages, the Danube River connects some of Europe's most remarkable sites flowing through 10 countries and four national capitals. The award-winning and family-owned river cruise line Ama Waterways offers a plethora of unforgettable itineraries along the iconic Danube River, perfectly suited to every traveler's interests. Whether you are passionate about music, history, architecture, or gastronomy, the Danube River is the gift that keeps on giving. It's also home to the legendary Ama Magna, Ama Waterways' flagship, featuring spacious state rooms and unique amenities, including four distinctive dining venues, a zen wellness studio, and a brand new pickleball court. To set out on your river cruise journey, reach out to your preferred travel advisor or visit amawaterways.com today. What's up, everyone? Today is Tuesday, May 9th. Happy Travel Tuesday. Happy Travel and Tourism Week as well, and happy Europe Day. So uh, where in Europe do you want to visit next? For me, it's without a doubt Italy. Got to get there. I'm speaking it into existence. going to happen, right? So let me know your pick, podcast at travelpulse.com. You can shoot me an email or give me a call on the hotline. It's 201-381-3017. That's the Travel Pulse podcast number. So we got a great show for you today, talking big news around the world of travel, as always. And joining me on the show later is Christine Karst, co-founder and executive vice president of Ama Waterways. We're going to discuss the latest trends that she's seeing in the river cruise industry. And travel advisor listeners out there, you're going to want to tune in to hear a new offer from Ama Waterways as well for you. So we'll get to that later. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening to the podcast, Let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with the World Health Organization declaring an end to the COVID-19 global health emergency. That was last Friday. It's also urging countries continue to lift COVID-19 international travel-related health measures based on risk assessments and not require any proof of vaccination against COVID-19 as a prerequisite for international travel. Yes, here we go. This is the news that many have been waiting for, and many have uh, long thought that COVID was already, you know, gone. It's an afterthought, but you know, globally, it was still still pretty much an issue, folks out there. But hey, now the World Health Organization said global health emergency is over. Let's move past this. And I love that you know they call out you gotta you're urging the lifting of related travel restrictions, bringing it back to travel for this, as it is a travel podcast. So should see more and more of those continue to lift up and get back into the quote-unquote normal, if you will, back to the ways of um, not having to have that type of concern about where you're going to pick your destination based upon the travel restrictions. So can't wait for the entire world to be back open like it was 2019. So in airline news, the Biden administration proposing a new rule requirement for airlines. So President Joe Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg announced a new process on Monday that seeks to provide relief for frustrated air travelers by requiring airlines to provide passengers with boosted compensation, including meals and hotels, if they are left stranded and it's the airline's fault. The administration will be launching an expanded website with a dashboard that hosts all the information about airlines and what compensation would be guaranteed. The website would note which airlines currently offer cash compensation, which provide travel credits or vouchers or award frequent flyer miles and cover the costs for other amenities. The second action the administration will be taking later this year would allow for air travelers to be compensated not only for their flights, but also for their meals, taxis, rideshares, and hotels if you're left stranded and the airline is at fault. So to when it's the airline's fault, quoting uh, Pete Buttigieg here, passengers should not foot the bill, 
end quote. So I 100% agree on that. Keep up the good fight, Pete. Keep it up. Hold these airlines accountable. I, I love the dashboard too. It's it's needed. I think a lot of people can reference that and, and just even the basic traveler out there set in panic mode, you know, that didn't the, the one who didn't use a travel advisor. Yeah, they'll, they'll lean on that. But if you use a travel advisor and something happens, you know, panic mode isn't as panic mode because you've got that travel advisor with you. So in your corner, I mean, they might actually be with you on a trip. Many of them do host host trips, group trips out there. So jumping over to other airline news, though, the FAA chief out there is uh, warning about potential budget cuts that are uh, being proposed out there that would it would, quote, wreak havoc on summer air travel. Not something you want to hear. That's that's less than ideal, folks. <laughs> this is the FAA acting administrator, Billy Nolan. He said in a report to Congress that the agency is on its way toward meeting the goal of adding 1,500 air traffic controllers by September, but, and the key word, you know, key, key one there, uh, the cuts would impact those plans. So he also revealed that proposed budget cuts would also slow down the FAA's goals of modernizing technology, including upgrades to an alert system that failed in January and briefly grounded planes around the U.S., you guys remember that? That was a disaster fiasco right there. I mean, it wasn't in too long, and it's still not something that should really be happening, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think that we should. That should be stories that we have to do. That shouldn't. That just shouldn't put a pop pop up. And now you might have to worry and wonder: Is that gonna? You know, if these budget cuts happen. So I mean, it's just interesting. You know, you've got you know the first thing I mentioned in airline news here is this. You know, Biden administration really trying to stick it, hold the airlines accountable, and make sure that you know. It, passengers are compensated and you know the travelers rights and all this and we're here for you and stuff and then you know turn around and it's well budget cuts are probably going to be happening and you know not gonna be able to hire as many air traffic controllers which would significantly impact air travel and yeah probably wreak havoc in some instances on that so that's unfortunate to hear that that is a possibility and an option and hopefully you know the cuts aren't that significant if then then maybe they can rework things and we'll get into uh Maybe not having to have concerns about, you know, any anything at all wreaking havoc on summer air travel. We all remember 2022 and the cluster that was a lot of that last summer. So nobody wants that. Nobody wants to read headlines on uh, summer travel of hell and chaos and all that stuff that many of the mainstream folks were were doing out there. So we we don't we don't, we don't want that. So get on that. Let's let's hope for for brighter news better news on that front um and other airline news we got a naughty passenger story here we got to mention it's uh this is an interesting one so a woman was removed from a frontier airline flight after an apparent vote by her fellow passengers so the incident between two female passengers escalated on a flight from new jersey to atlanta one woman was removed by authorities and the second woman was removed after an apparent hand vote among passengers with one gentleman um, the, the videos were all on TikTok, and you can see the part three of it. Um, he raises his hand, and I'm serious, I'm serious. You know, if you want her removed from the flight, raise your hand. And a bunch of people raised their hand, and he was like, "I got like 40 people here raising their hand," and which is probably an exaggeration of that. But I mean, hey, I, I, could you imagine just being on any in any flight situation like that? I, thankfully, I've never had an unruly passenger impact a flight, but I know a colleague of mine just did. Mora, our publisher at Travel Pulse, was uh, on her flight back from Dubai and they had to turn around and go back because there was an unruly passenger on that. And I, I have been mad before at airports and I mean, I'm not one to, you know, hate on people. I try not to use the word hate in my vocabulary. And it's a, it's, it's actually a positive thing. And I encourage everyone to drop the word hate from your vocabulary, make a conscious effort of that, but I'm getting off topic here. But anyway, could you imagine just being in that situation? Like 
I don't know how I would react, honestly. We, we do these stories of naughty passengers from time to time and unruly passengers and, you know, incidents on flights have been on the rise since the pandemic and people are just, you know, very testy and you know, agitated or whatever. And for whatever reason, decide to just absolutely go berserk inside an air cabin. And I, I don't get that. I don't, I just don't know how I would react in those situations. So kudos to people who keep their cool and don't flip out in addition and make things even worse because I know that a lot of people, if your flight has to get turned around because of one person, like that entire plane is going to be absolutely mad. And, you know, kudos to people for keeping their composure and keeping cool on that. Cause I mean, I'm, ooh, man, talk about getting mad, right? If that messes up your flight situation like that, ooh, man. So don't, don't be those people. But also, should we be voting to like, this isn't, you know, a reality show. This isn't Survivor. Like, we're casting our vote to vote people off the plane. Like, I don't like you. You were loud. You should be kicked off the plane. Like, I, I don't know the entire situation of that, you know, the whole escalation there, but uh, of this particular story. But I mean, it kind of opens up Pandora's box here a little bit if this was actually what led to that. I mean, um, it's uh, that's going to be interesting for you know, a couple airlines out there who uh, have more incidents than others, we should say. So, anyway, we'll be sure to update you if there's any other instances like that. But jumping over to destination news, the Hawaiian government failed to pass its tourism fee law. So the fee was proposed in the Hawaiian state legislature and it did not make it through. So the bill's failure on the floor of the state of Congress has was met with frustration and a lot of people really wanted it out there. But uh, their governor, Josh Green, said that government officials must use this opportunity to have a more comprehensive discussion on managing tourism. See how that goes, right? Uh, but the governor said lawmakers expect the bill to be up for consideration again next year and should have the support to pass. He did say the tourism fee would alleviate costs for residents and reduce the effects of tourism. Initially, the proposed was about uh, to have uh, the fee be $50, and then they took the, the number off that. So they couldn't work out the actual total of the fee, and I think that was the issue on what happened. And Hawaii has around 1.5 million year-round citizens, but the island welcomes around an estimated 10 million visitors each year. So that, yeah, that would have made a lot of money on this, whether it was the $50 per person on the charge for an annual pass, uh, or if it was just 20 bucks. I mean, they stand to make a lot of money regardless. So I think that this will eventually get passed on this. It needs to help that Hawaii needs help. They, many of the residents are not fans of some of the tourism and, you know, maybe an additional fee draws away some of those, you know, bad tourists, if you will. So I'm all for this tourism fee here and hope that they can get that back on the mix next year. And, and we'll see, and we'll certainly update you around that with travelpulse.com news. So jumping over to our final destination information here, we've got summer travel to Europe is skyrocketing. No surprise on this. So we've got Allianz's partners annual top 10 summer European destinations review, and they found that European travel is expected to rise 55% from the summer of 2022. So uh, London being the top destination in the region, most Americans are heading across the pond are averaging uh, about seven days per visit which sounds like a hell of a good time. I would love to jump over seven days in Europe right now. Who, who wouldn't, right? So London took the top spot in theirs, and rounding out the top 10 was Paris, France in second, Dublin, Ireland in third, Rome, Italy in fourth, Reykjavik, Iceland in fifth, Edinburgh, Scotland in sixth, Athens, Greece, seventh, Amsterdam, Netherlands, eighth, Lisbon, Portugal, ninth, and Milan, Italy in 10th. No surprise that Italy's on here twice. It's one of the top spots. And as I said earlier in the show, that today is Europe Day that I'm recording this on. And I really want to get to to Italy. I gotta gotta speak it into existence and manifest that as much as I can and hopefully make my way 
to Italy by next year. That's that's the goal. 2024 Italy. Let's let's make it happen, people. Right? Who wants to help me? Right? Uh, who wants to join? That would be fun. So don't sleep on Lisbon, though, folks. I know that that is a rising destination. So they had it here a ninth, but uh, that's got potential to crack the top five next year. So we'll we'll see on that. But Portugal, absolutely fantastic destination. Where do you want to go in Europe, though, dear listener? Let me know, podcast at travelpulse.com. That wraps up what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. A lot of stuff we didn't get to, so head over to travelpulse.com for all your travel news and updates on there. Subscribe to our newsletter. Stay on top of everything travel news. Now we're going to jump over to our interview segment of the show and hear from Christine Kars from Alma Waterways. And now joining me on the show is Christine Kars, co-founder and executive vice president of Alma Waterways. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Eric, and thanks for having me. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on and talk river cruising here. So as the co-founder and executive vice president for Alma Waterways, you've seen river cruising and your guests change a lot over the last 20 years here. So as we look at you know where things have been and where things are now, what is trending in the space of uh, river cruising today? Absolutely. Uh, there have been so many changes to our onboard product, as well as new rivers that have opened up to river cruising. Now, while the Danube and the Rhine rivers still attract the majority of first-time river cruisers, we have built a large following of repeat river cruisers who are now anxious to discover new destinations like Portugal, the Lower Danube region, cruising through Belgium and the Netherlands, not just during tulip time, and along the very, very scenic Moselle River. I can say the Moselle, for me, is the most beautiful river in Europe. It has the steepest vineyards in the world and some of the most colorful green villages. So these new regions have become very popular. And our specialty cruises like Tulip Time and Christmas Market cruises have also gained enormous popularity. When I look at late November, December this year, the Christmas time cruises are so full already, probably because the markets had to be closed during COVID times. And now everyone wants to come back, especially I see we see so many families, multi um, generational uh, groups coming on board, um, just want, wanting to have a wonderful time and enjoying the magic of these markets. I also see that our guests are more active and they really participate in our wellness programs, enjoy our hiking and biking tours. And there are so many we include in our cruises, of course, free of charge. When it comes to new trends, we have just installed the first pickleball court on a river cruise ship. And our guests are really enjoying that new activity on board the Ama Magna. In fact, uh, we have now even groups coming and they want to play pickleball, not just on board our ship, but also in the different villages and cities like immersing in the destination. So it's opening up new opportunities. And that's really what Ama Waterways is about. Another new trend is that we see more and more traditional ocean cruises coming over to small ship river cruising to escape the crowds on board the larger ships, as well as congestion in the destination when these ships are all docked in the same ports at the same time. Now, on a river cruise ship with only 100 to 150 guests on board, our river cruising is a much more intimate 
travel experience. And in the case of AMA Waterways, we include the choice of up to 23 excursions. So guests can personalize how they spend vacation time. And I think that is so much what our guests like to see today. They want to have it at their fingertips, all these special interest tours, and they want to have it in very, very small groups. So talking about personalization of the vacation experience, it is a top priority for luxury travelers and groups. And as I mentioned, um, welcoming more multi-generational family as well as girlfriend getaways, celebrations for milestone birthdays, special anniversaries, reunions, uh, but also so many more solo travelers. And the variety of these included activities. So not just the hiking and the biking and the more active tours, but we also offer special interest tours, um, culinary tours, tours for Jewish heritage, and so much more. And the intimate setting of our ships allow everyone to personalize their vacation experience and have quality time together without being lost in the crowds. Definitely. Yeah. We, we know that the travelers out there want options and river cruising has so many more than I think people really realize out there too. So it's good to see that you know different things are trending in the space to give people those options and everything. But as it relates specifically to you guys, what is new with Ama Waterways? Tell us more about the latest with you guys. So much, uh, so many exciting news. We just launched our very first seven rubber journey cruise last month in late April. And this is truly a once in a lifetime journey over 45 nights that include seven rivers, 14 countries, and the exclusive experiences only Ama Waterways provides. It's the longest and most epic river cruise to date. Guests can still join us for the summer edition and the autumn edition in 2023, or you can join us on our 2024 Seven River Journey that adds a 15th country, as guests also will visit Moldovia. And each are unique and include speciality um, curated experiences. And next year, for many of our clients, the bonus is that the journey will be on board one ship only, and this will be our beautiful Amamora. But we are also uh, excited about our recent announcement that we will be starting our Europe River Cruise season earlier next year. So we see the demand for river cruising coming back so strong that we decided to launch our 2024 season in Europe with special cruises on the Rhine and the Danube Rivers starting February 11 already, giving our guests the opportunity um, to enjoy Europe during the months of love and, of course, a shorter season without so many people. The end of winter is one of the most exquisite times, actually, to visit Europe. Airfares are lower, so it becomes more affordable to everyone who wants to start with river cruising now. And with fewer tourists, there is much more space to truly embrace the magic of these regions that feature great museums, 
art galleries, plus winter carnivals celebrated in many parts of Germany. And I have to say from a personal experience cruising um, in, in the winter time, sometimes, especially on the canal, there is a very thin layer of ice on the river and the birds are walking over this ice. And then you watch out and 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 look at everything the nature is stunning absolutely stunning and some of our guests even take their bathrobes and their slippers and still enjoy the hot tub and and really all the scenery around it is magnificent and maybe just to come back to sustainable efforts uh, i'm also very excited about ama magna getting solar panels in summer this year and um, this, of course, in addition to our um, hybrid uh, 10 engines, um, so that we can actually save at least 20% of um, our fuel on board. And you know how we are always saying at Ama Waterways, we are investing more into internet than in fuel. And our travel advisors love it um, because... Yeah. They can always work on board. The internet is working so well. Um, they can do their Facebook postings. They can send emails. They can work on board. And so do many of our other guests. They work on board because working from home in today's days is very acceptable with many companies. So it's great for all of us because people go um, enjoy a vacation and working at the same time. Yeah, and it's really easy to do on board a, a beautiful room and you got the balcony overlooking the beautiful scenery. You talked about nature. I mean, it's easy to get lost on, on so much beautiful scenery on these river cruises. Yeah. And we talk about mm -hmm. what's new and you, there's so much new, which is really exciting for, for AMA. But we you know, have to talk about 2024 coming up and the, the new Magdalena cruises. I'm really excited. What can guests expect on those cruises coming soon? Yeah, yeah, Pioneers again is so excited um, to be the first major river coastline to explore Rio Magdalena. So we will have two beautiful ships, the Ama Magdalena and the Ama Melodia on the Magdalena River starting in spring 2024 with two fascinating itineraries, seven night cruises between Cartagena and Barranquilla. So the ships are small. 30 and 32 staterooms or suites only. So 60 and 64 guests just right for this destination. The country is popular. Um, it's, it's, um, a popular port of call actually, um, for so many ocean cruise lines. But now travelers can really explore the country and immerse themselves in the wonderful music, dance, food and history along Rio Magdalena. So again, we always say um, ocean coastlines take uh, you to countries, but on the river, you go through the country. And that's exactly what we do with Rio Magdalena. We are so excited to opening this new river cruise destination, which is the heart and the spine of Colombia. Now, the main difference between the two itineraries is that on Wonders of Colombia, that's the destination from Cartagena to Barranquilla, guests will be ashore in Palenque um, with our drum, rhythm and freedom excursion. While for the magic of Colombia, which goes from Barranquilla to Cartagena, we will bring this experience on board 
for our guests and of course onboard performances by local musicians as well. Um, and I'm not sure how many actually know that Barranquilla is the city of Carnival, the second largest city of Carnival in the world after Rio de Janeiro. And there are so many Carnival schools where we will either take our guests or we will bring them on board for some signature events. I cannot wait. And we also offer three amazing pre and post cruise land packages for our guests to spend some time in Medellin, in Cartagena, and in Panama cities, Panama City. So the wonders of Colombia has a pre-cruise in Cartagena for two nights, or you can extend it into Medellin as well. So three nights Medellin, two nights Cartagena, then you come on the seven night cruise. And if you still have the time, then add three post nights in um, Panama. But that's also the same when we go the other direction from Barranquilla to Cartagena. You can either add pre in Medellin, come on the seven night cruise and then do post in Panama or of course do both. So um, we know that a trend is to travel longer. So we wanted to offer so much more than the seven night cruise and Panama is landing itself. There are wonderful air connections with Copa, but of course it's such a short flight from Miami on American Airlines or from other destinations on Avianca. I was just in Puerto Rico for Asta and uh, our travel advisors in Puerto Rico are so excited because they have a direct flight with Avianca to go to Colombia. That's going to be great. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Uh new destination for you guys and really big for river cruising altogether it's it's going to set forth another trend and you, you mentioned pioneering so i think that is one thing that you know really jumps out on this and definitely you know pre and post i think everyone should jump on that i mean maximize your experience because this is going to be something that you can tell people that and make people jealous about because they're this is probably on a lot of people's lists and you know to get out in front on this you know you should definitely do that as, as a traveler and my travel advisor listeners you're going to want to sell this one like hotcakes because it's, it's going to go big. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. If you, if you can is, tell. And we have so many, so many travel advisors. I mean, they have clients. They have done all the rivers with us, yeah. but they are loyal to our waterways. It's all about the trust, right? And now they cannot wait to go on the next river. And it truly is about opening up new opportunities for everyone. And what do you think uh, separates AMA Waterways from other cruise lines out there? And b besides, you know, venturing out and pioneering in this new destination here, what else separates you guys from others in the business? Well, of course, this is a family business, right? And um, we are here for more than 20 years. So when Rudy Schreiner, the late Jimmy Murphy, and I started AMA Waterways now almost 21 years ago, our vision was to create a river cruise company that we would love to experience ourselves. And that meant immersive excursions, wonderful food and wine, ships that were comfortable, and a crew that would make you feel like you are a special guest in their home. So it is about making you feeling being part of the family from the moment you step on board. And I think, again, it's the heart and the spine of the company 
from the get-go we started this and we have so many team members and of course people are the heart of the company that are with us for 15 16 17 18 years already and are aligned with our vision with our you know core values everyone pretty much speaks the same language and that is so that's why um our product this beautiful product became reality because we found these talented and passionate people to work with us our cruise managers and our crew members are not just exceptionally kind genuine and thoughtful but we hear remarkable stories every day how they go over and above to deliver those surprise and delight moments that have our guests coming back time and time again and recommending us to friends and family um we go ourselves on so many river cruises every year we sit with our guests we listen to them we have lunches dinners with them we we are even on the dance floor with them i don't think there are many other owners who will do this and we are having fun with it too so at the heart of every decision we make is our guests safety and well-being and we want to ensure that every guest who travels us can't wait to reserve their next river cruise with us but i also want to mention um one change and i believe we are the only river cruise line um, we have made this is that post-covid we have not reverted back to buffets um before lunch and uh, breakfast we are pretty much served by everyone in buffet style and we feel that with a luxury river cruise experience guests want to sit down they want everything to be served they want to you know communicate they want to chat they want to listen to their stories so many are becoming friends they don't want to get up and be in line so um not just that our guests enjoy um our served service even more um and we bring many buffets to the table uh so you can also enjoy the same variety but we also eliminate food waste so it is between 20 and 30 percent um less food um or less waste i want to say the food is plenty right yeah. but less waste and being environment friendly is so important for all of us and this is how we want to move it in the, into the future yeah and that jumps sort of my, my next question there you guys you, you you touched on you know sustainability a little bit with the solar panels and stuff but you guys are actually been awarded the green award for ama waterways contribution to sustainability and overall positive global impact so can you explain just a little bit more of the measures of uh, ama's doing to minimize impact on the environment that you guys sail through yeah so in early 2020 our award-winning ama christina became the first rubber cruise ship in the industry to be honored with the prestigious green award certification for industry leading safety quality and environmental performance so soon after 19 additional ships in our european fleet they are also recognized with the green award certification now to earn this award our rubber cruise ships were evaluated on the environmental impact of our engines, fuel consumption, waste, and maintenance, pollution prevention, and so much more. Many ports 
such as the Port of Amsterdam, offer substantial benefits to certified ships to promote safer, cleaner inland navigation and to advocate for an integrated approach for European inland waterways. And one of the benefits is actually the best docking location. And you know how many river cruise ships are in Amsterdam. And they always want to be docked in the center of town. So we continue to evaluate and implement new measures across the fleet to minimize our impact on the environment. A sample is that we will now be installing solar panels on the Amamagna in summer this year. And we will be installing a new pilot track navigation system to assist our captains in choosing the most fuel efficient paths along the river. And in our efforts to reduce overall plastic consumption on board, we have replaced a couple of years ago plastic straws with paper ones, added glass water bottles in all staterooms, and um, have Tetra Pak water containers for our excursions across the fleet where available. So they have replaced for a couple of years now the small plastic bottles. And as I mentioned, to reduce food waste and improve our guest dining experience. We have now uh, our full service a la carte menus. We have added new culinary action stations and um, our two-person variety appetizer plates for lunch and have truly enhanced our service levels, the choice of freshness of our breakfast and lunch menus. And of course, we always try to have fresh local produce from the villages and the cities we are cruising through. We want to introduce our guests to, of course, um, the culinary delights of the reason, but we also want to benefit um, the local villages. And uh, that's the same for Europe, for Asia, for Africa, and of course, our new destination, Rio Magdalena in Colombia. All great stuff. And, there. Oh. Um, I just wanted to say something about um, the Green Award program, mm -hmm. because I'm not sure how many of our travel advisors know about. So launched in 1994, the Green Award program is a voluntary independent accreditation process for ocean vessels, inland barges, and river cruise ships. And to earn this award, ships are evaluated based on standards which are more far-reaching than the statutory requirements. And it encompasses the environmental impact of its engines, fuel consumption, waste and maintenance, pollution prevention, and more. So I just wanted our agents to be aware about this. No, all great insight. Yeah, I think more people should be in tune with that and, and get more eco-friendly travel going on. So I really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much for all the insights here on river cruising and Ama Waterways. Any final advice you want to pass on to our listeners as it comes to uh, river cruising? Yeah, well, of course, plan as early as possible to take advantage of the best prices on the airfare and our cruises. May 
is Travel Advisor Appreciation Month. And Amar Waterways proudly works very closely with our travel advisors to help our guests plan their dream vacations and get the most out of their valuable time and resources. So take advantage of all our tools, all our resources we give you. Um, we currently also offer our Sell 3, Sell Free, our program to our travel advisors during travel advisor months because we truly believe once you have experienced our product it's the best investment um you will be so knowledgeable and you will just sparkle and smile when you talk to all your clients and of course we all know it's about knowledge it's about trust um it's about passion positivity and once you have this all when selling our ama waterways uh, beautiful river cruise ships then you will be very successful and we want to be your partner we are not just a supplier we are your partner you can trust us we are assisting you in every step along the way so we are very grateful for all your support our travel advisor partners our friends and again thank you so so much and here's to many more happy and success successful years working and closing together thank you eric Thank you so much for joining. Yes, we love our travel advisors out there. So again, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk river cruising. It's been great. Thanks again for having me. Thanks again to Christine for jumping on and talking all things river cruising and the latest and greatest from Alma Waterways. So exciting times ahead in the river cruising sector. If you've never been on a river cruise, please, please put that on your radar. It is a great vacation. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in taking a river cruise. So that wraps up this week's show. Thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. If you could subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that too. And leave a review wherever you're listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that wraps up everything here. Stay tuned. We've got a fun one next week as well on the show. So have a great week, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.